powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Ladies, gentlemen, everyone, how are you doing tonight? What an absolute win for the Winnipeg Jets. Ladies and gentlemen, your 2022-2023 Winnipeg Jets. This is a different team. This is, they have completely flipped the script. What a fantastic game. An absolute playoff-like uh, win by the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, 4-2 over the Tampa Bay Lightning. It, 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 this was like a playoff game. I know I said that last game when they played the Flames and beat them. Uh, you know, they gritted out a win. And this one had all the intensity, uh, all the physicality, all the emotion of uh, a playoff game. And the Winnipeg Jets are your victors. Uh, it was a very interesting game. Uh, by the way, my name is Brady. Uh, I'll be I'll be hosting tonight, of course. Um, and, you know, I'll be honest, start of the game seemed a little rocky we'll get into talking about the game but from the first little bit i didn't really think that the jets uh were gonna do that great uh luckily they proved me wrong but hey think you know which way it's gonna go make your bet with sports interaction whether it's hockey football or basketball sports interaction has you covered bet pre-game live and player on one of our many prop bets sports interaction makes it easy to deposit play and cash out join now and see all that sports betting has to offer want to bet head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn that's sportsinteraction.com Slash STPN, 19 plus, yeah, 19 plus, please play responsibly. Woo! Uh, wow, what an intense game. I have not been that animated uh, at, at home watching a game in a long time, uh, probably since the Leafs game uh, early in the season, but I think that was before uh, game over was going. But luckily, we have our Leafs game coming up, but we're getting ahead of ourselves uh, tonight. What was what was going on with this game? Uh, well, okay, you know, Rick Bonus coming into his 2,600th game behind a bench. Oh, my goodness. How many... I Someone do the math, figure out how many seasons that is. Um, wow, just, just an incredible career from him so far. Uh, he's been an absolute shining beacon of light uh, here in Winnipeg, providing, you know, the, the some much-needed criticism... Um, you know, even in the games that the Jets win, you know, he'll come out and say, you know, I thought that our effort wasn't good enough tonight. Uh, exactly what the Jets need to to become this new team that they are this year. This is not last year's team at all. Um, wow. Incredible. And uh, and, you know, coming into this game, we have uh, the, the the reinforcements have arrived. Uh, we have a slew of player players uh, drawing back into the lineup. Of course, there was. Um, uh, uh, Blake Wheeler coming back from from a ruptured testicle, which he played through. Eee! I apologize to uh, to anyone in the audience who who didn't want to hear about that, but uh, but hey, he's back. He's feeling better. Uh, you know, we'll talk about his game as well. Obviously, uh, Nikolai Ehlers, who has missed thirty six games this season, uh, coming into this one, uh, you know, finally getting. Uh, Rick Bonus gets to coach him because, you know, the two games that he did play at the start of the season, obviously, Bonus was out with COVID. Uh, you have Cole Perfetti drawing back in after, uh, you know, not not as as bad of an injury. Uh, and then, of course, Nate Schmidt as well, too, on the back end. Um, you know, he played and uh, a certain someone didn't get to play, but uh, I'm sure we'll tackle that later. Uh, to which I say my my take surprisingly level headed. That's OK with me. <laughs> um 
but yeah, like uh, what a fantastic game. The Jets obviously went 4-2 over the Lightning. The, coming to this game for me, this was a very interesting, uh, you know, storyline wise. Um, when it comes to um, when it comes to to this game, obviously you have the Tampa Bay Lightning coming into town. You know, they're they're one of the 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 Goliaths uh, of the NHL. Obviously, the past three years they've been to the Stanley Cup Final, but won two of those. Uh, so this is easily a, a team that you look at and you go, "This is a measuring stick game." We can you know try to figure out where we kind of sit with with the within the league. Um, and I think they came into this uh, with uh, the same amount of points. Obviously, the Jets leaving with two more than the the Lightning. Um, but obviously, with that though, too, you have four players all coming back from injury at the same time. So you know, as Rick Bonus was saying, coming into this game, there was likely going to need to be some you know some watching of the minutes to make sure that uh, you know the, these guys get kind of eased back in, and uh, it kind of showed. You know, starting off of the game, the first period. Pretty rough, pretty sloppy. Um, you know, Jets get outshot twelve to four, uh, and you know, just as Nikola Nikola Ehlers said it in between the for, in the first intermission, you know, lots of room for improvement, uh, and I think that's that is exactly what we saw. <laughs> that is exactly what we saw. Um, sorry, we got some people in the chat here. Um, that's exactly what we saw. <laughs> From the Jets uh, is, is a completely different team in the in this in the second and third period. Um, sorry, I'm a little lost my train of thought here. Um, but yeah, no, fantastic game. Other than the first period, again, started slow. But again, what can you really expect from a team with four guys coming back from injury? Uh, specifically looking at uh, Nick Ehlers is obviously the one who I was the most interested in seeing, uh, you know, how he would uh, play coming off of a 36-game injury. Um, and honestly, from the, from the start of the game, uh, I thought that Nikolai Ehlers had actually uh, a pretty rough start. It, I, I found he was missing some reads. Um, that he usually wouldn't miss. And I found that he, you know, maybe wasn't jumping when he needed to, but I think that that all kind of figured itself out as the game went on. Um, you know, looking at the other guys, Cole Perfetti, honestly, wouldn't wouldn't have even guessed that he was injured. Uh, he fit seamlessly back into the lineup, was very, uh, you know, very effective uh, with, um, you know, Shifley and Wheeler. And we can kind of talk about the decision to, you know, put those lines back together. Um, we'll talk about that again, like I said, a little bit further in the future. Um, Nate Schmidt looked just perfectly, you know, at home. Uh, I thought he had a fantastic game. Um, no issues on my end. Uh, there's another guy on, on the defense who I found a little bit more uh, frustrating to watch, but uh, I'll try not to beat up on him every single episode. Um, but it is what it is. And then, uh, and then Blake Wheeler, you know, Honestly, nothing special from him when it came in, in regards to how he was playing today. It felt like he kind of just kind of slotted back in. He was seemed like he was a little rusty. And I thought the decision to put back uh, Cole Perfetti with um, with Mark Shifley as well as Blake Wheeler was kind of interesting. In my opinion, it was, um, you know, it, it makes sense to put those guys back together just due to the fact that, that there's some familiarity there. You know, they the, Cole Perfetti hasn't been out of the lineup for that long. Blake Wheeler a little bit longer. Um, so it makes sense to try and bring that, that um, put those guys back together and get that chemistry rolling again that they were kind of developing prior to injury. Um, other than that, though, I found it very interesting that Nikolai Ehler was placed on that line with 
uh, Kyle Connor as well as Pierre Luc Dubois. Um, but uh, considering you know Pierre Luc Dubois as well as Nick Ehlers have kind of had um, a bit haven't really had a, a great history of playing well together, um, and I expected a lot more of a, a blender from Rick Bonus today. Considering you know, like I said, all all the different injuries, um, but. It is what it is. Um, moving back to how the game kind of flowed, uh, getting back to my train of thought, I apologize once again. Um, the second period was a completely different period for the Jets. One thing I, I've got to give Rick Bonus uh, props for is that he, um, you know, he's been around so long. Obviously, he knows what he needs to get out of his players. After a first period where they, you know, a pretty abysmal showing from the Jets, only four shots. Luckily, Kyle Connor ties it up right before, um, right before the the end of the period with that, uh, with with incredible patience on that goal uh, on the four on four. Um, the you know, obviously they go to break. You can only imagine that Rick Bonus went into the room, gave him a good speech, let the guys, uh, you know, get fired up and ready to go for the uh, for the second. And the second is when everything kind of all happened for the Jets. One thing I got to give them shit for, you can't give up a goal a minute and a half into the into the, the second period, especially after you um, score a goal to tie it up and kind of get the momentum coming back to you. One thing that I found really interesting between, uh, you know, the Jets and kind of the whole measuring stick uh, discussion against the Tampa Bay Lightning Um one thing that I think the Jets could improve on just in general going forward is the fact that they um, they seem to get a little bit caught up in, in the game. One thing I have to give Tampa up, commend them for is they seem to constantly, you, no matter what happens, no matter what momentum shift there is, they keep going, they keep playing their game, they continue and continue until the wheels fall off, which is kind of where the third period happens. Uh I, I wrote down here before we get into the third, I wrote down here specifically on the five on three um, that the Jets needed to score here. This, you know, this is when PLD ends up tipping the goal home from uh, from Josh Morrissey when all that chaos was created in front. Um, and the Jets needed to score there to try and turn the momentum. And I was very surprised to see how little that affected the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, when it comes to... Uh, the power play, I, I'll talk about it a little bit later, but um, one thing that I found that was really interesting, at least in the second period, was that Tampa didn't really let anything affect them. They kept playing their game. They kept going. They kept going, 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 going. Till, then the third period happens. All hell breaks loose. The physicality, you know, gets turned up to 11, and it was a really, really uh, <laughs> crazy and intense game. Um I got to give uh, give props to the power play today. Uh, actually, just in general, special teams for the Jets. They were the ones that got this done. Um, you know, in a game, one one thing that I really need to commend the Jets is that, you know, they're a team that tends to take a lot of penalties, whether it's, you know, the stuff on the back end when it comes to not really, you know, moving your feet enough. You know, we have some forwards that are not always uh, on their man defensively. So therefore, you know, it kind of causes a bit of an issue. Um you know, whether it's PLD getting in people's faces and constantly pissing them off. Uh, we all know the the whole chart about how, you know, the more penalties you take, the more likely you are to um, to, you know, get makeup calls, get calls going both ways. Um, and one of the things that has been a, a key part of the, su the success of the Jets this year is the fact that their penalty kill has gotten so much better and as well as their power play has continually gotten better and better. So. You know, this is a team that is able to, while, you know, 
in this game here at five on five, the Jets got kind of slapped a little bit, uh, at least for the first, you know, two periods of the game. Um, but the the fact that the Jets were able to um, take what they were given in regards to, you know, power plays and, and continually not letting the um, the the lightning get under the skin too, too much. Um, I thought that that was, you know, a very important piece to this game. Obviously, the if this game was just five on five, then that is, you know, then that's probably a tougher game for the Jets to really get some momentum going. Um, but like I said, the third period was absolutely crazy. Um, penalties here, missed calls here. It was kind of rough. Um, <laughs> it was a little rough all around. But the Jets get luckily gifted another five on three win. I think it was Eric uh, Eric Chernak, uh, you know, throws the puck over the boards. And the Jets make hay with that. Kyle Connor scores again, continuing, uh, you know, his point streak. Josh Morrissey, three points tonight. Is that Josh Norrissey? I think it is. Um, just an incredible, incredible game all around when it came to the special teams. Uh, I think we do have to praise Pierre-Luc Dubois getting two goals tonight. Um, both of them tip goals. And that has been kind of a bit of the root of the, the offense for the Jets for a while now. Um, you know, at the start of the season, Rick Bonus said, you know, the, the D are coming, the, the D points are coming. And, um, and and one of the point the the important things is that the Jets have really relied on this tip game uh, to create some chaos in front, and I find that you know tonight was a perfect example of how that game works to their favor. Um, but yeah, uh, this this in my mind is a perfect Rick Bonus uh, blueprint game um, where you know you all, they, as they always say uh, you get punched. It's it's not about you know, if you can get punch nods about how you react to that punch and how you, you know, get back up and keep fighting. Uh, and I thought that the Jets did uh, very, very well today to not only continue to uh, to play with the intensity, but also match that intensity, but not go too far over the line. Um, obviously, we saw, we saw that come to a head with uh, Mark Shifley and and Anthony Sorelli uh, having a quick little scrap. Uh, it's not often you get a, a Mark Shifley fight, but it is what it is. Um, when it comes to the, uh, you know, I, I, I thought the refing was a little bit rough near the end of the game. Uh, there were some missed calls, specifically the one on Shifley. And I think that kind of led to that. Um, led to that that fight and as well as that hit on uh, Hayden Flurry, which again, I got to give props to Mark Shifley. That was uh, a very, you know, he used his emotion in a way that wasn't being, you know, whiny, wasn't, you know, slashing a stick or anything like that. He got in a guy's face, delivered a clean hit. Unfortunately, you know, it is what it is. And also it, it was very, very nice to see uh, the Jets score on the power play when, uh, when Steven Stamkos Cross check, cross checks Nick Ehlers in the back after he got the puck from him, uh, threw him into the boards, uh, stands over top of him. Anthony Sorelli also gets in, starts saying stuff to, to Ehlers, giving him a bit of face wash. Uh, this was just a very uh, satisfying game as a Jets fan to watch uh, your team win. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, looking at the uh, the game uh, again, I, as I, as we kind of said, the um, the Jets did very well in a game where, you know, they probably were likely going to be, you know, the team with a lot more, you know, a lot more rust. Um, although I believe the the Lightning may have played just the other night uh, or are on a road trip. I can't remember exactly when they last played, um, but it was a very, very good game uh, played by the Jets. Um, and, 
you know, I, I also think that we should kind of look forward a little bit now. Um, you know, this was, like I said, a very playoff style game. Um, but, you know, we're not at the playoffs yet. And I think it's important to kind of look at this and go, all right, what can the Jets improve when it comes to a playoff style matchup? Um, you know, as much as I was praising it, the, the, you know, the power play, everything like that. Um, in the in the offseason or not the offseason, the postseason, uh, you don't get power plays as much. So I think the Jets really do need to try to uh, do their best to improve at 5v5 um, because that's where the majority of the game is played and even more, especially in the playoffs. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously we'll, we'll talk about potentially going to get uh, someone at the trade deadline, but uh, it is what it is. We'll 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 get to that in a moment. Uh, do you got any questions in the chat here? Any uh, anything they want to <laughs> any any uh, any thoughts you guys had here? Um, I will bring up the fact that you know as all these guys are coming back, um, it was very interesting. Obviously, Michael Asimont got put on waivers just the other day, and um, you know signaling to the team that Ville Hainola is here to stay at least for the, a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, Michael Asimont claimed by the San Jose Sharks today um i wish him the best he was a, a really good jet he gave it his all while he's here and i'm actually really happy for him excited for him to get a, a shot with a team where you know there's a lot more uh, availability in the lineup for him to you know just casually enter in and and play his best you look at a guy like back in the day like uh alexander barabanov on uh, previously was on the leafs could barely crack the lineup goes to san jose you know all you need is time and, and space and sometimes uh, you're able to get it done um but yeah, uh, like I said, this is a very odd time for the Jets because, you know, they are fighting through all these injuries. They still have a bunch of guys still on IR that they will be getting back eventually. Um, but uh, I, I still think they do need to make a move for the deadline. Um, as we all kind of saw, uh, there's still a lot of room for improvement on the 5v5 side of things. Uh, a a mid-six winger would do plenty of help uh, or even a third line center, which allows you to put some guys on the wing, move some guys up, move some things around. Um, that's what I think would be, you know, very important for the jets. And uh, the one thing I'll say is, you know, they, they're accumulating cap space every single day. Um, one of the big issues that the jets had last year and years in past, other than obviously the team being not as good, but when it came to the trade deadline, uh, you know, if they weren't just going to uh, sell or half sell and kind of buy, um, the Jets have never really been able to accrue cap space. They've always had Brian Little's contract on their books. Um, they've always been able, uh, haven't been able to, um, to accrue cap space, which if you're not aware, you know, LTR allows you to go over the cap by a certain amount, but obviously that does not, uh, unfortunately doesn't allow you to accumulate cap space by not going onto LTR and not going over the cap space, the cap, you're still allowed to, you know, every game that you play with, you know, only $80 million instead of 82 million, 82 and a half million dollars, you get that incremental prorated little amount added to your thing. So, uh, looking at the jets right now, they probably should have about five, five and a half mil come trade deadline time, which is going to be uh, very, very exciting. Uh, to see what they're going to do. I think they're going to go uh, big fish hunting. But uh, but yeah, um, with all of the guys coming back to the lineup, one of the things that we were praising about, um, you know, how the Jets would, uh, about the fact that, you know, there are some pros, obviously there are 
there are many cons with injuries, but one of the pros that the Jets had was they kind of got to have a second version of their like last game of the preseason last game where they got to kind of really figure out, you know, who do, who do they want to keep on the team? Who of the of the AHL call ups has made enough of a name for themselves? Guys like Kevin Stenland, uh, who, by the way, I thought him, Jansen Fialbi had a fantastic game again today. I think that they've proven that they can be a, a good little duo for the Jets. Um, in regards to 5v5, they were the best line uh, as far as, you know, constantly getting possession, having good space. Um, but uh, one of the things now, we're kind of at the point where uh, there's there's still competition being bred uh, in the lineup. It's just not on the bottom end now. It's more on the top end, especially when you look at the power play. Um, one of the things that... Um, that is is good now is that you're able to create a little more competition now there's only you know five spots on that power play and i think four of them are very very clearly taken up by mark shifley cal connor uh pierre-luc dubois as well as um uh, josh morrissey and so obviously that fifth spot is going to be someone between you know nick ehlers uh blake wheeler um Fetty. Like those are the three guys who are kind of vying for that spot. Obviously, uh, Nick Ehlers is the guy who's going to get the first reign there. And he did again tonight. Uh, if, if you didn't see the the power play lines that were uh, drawn up tonight were, uh, you know, Ehlers on that first power play. And then the second power play was Cole Perfetti, Blake Wheeler. Um, who else was it? Uh, Adam Lowry, Nate Schmidt, as well as Neil Pionk. Um, and I, I, you know, uh, who is this? Atacan man in the in the chat. Send twenty down. He's the worst of the extras. You know what? I agree. Carson Kuhlman has been a very interesting uh, addition to the lineup here for the Jets. He provides a a lot on the defensive side of things. Like that is where he is. You know, good. I thought he's kind of okay on the PK. I'm not the greatest at at at, at analyzing the PK. I'll be honest with you guys. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, I thought Carson Coleman had a pretty mad game. And one of the issues I really do have with him, he just does not have any finish. There are times where Morgan Barron tonight, uh, and and Adam Lowry set him up for actually like some pretty nice. Uh, kind of backdoor passes and just like the game uh, a couple games ago when he was with Shifley and he just was not able to put anything uh, into the crease or into the into the net. Um, he's constantly getting looks in, in the slot and he's not able to either one get a stick on it or two put the puck past the goalie. And that's a really frustrating thing from a guy who's playing currently on the third line who is being uh, tasked with playing big minutes because, um, you know, Rick Bonus loves putting Adam Lowry up against the opposing team's uh, top line. Um, I think that Carson Kuhlman uh, should be put pushed down the lineup. And uh, as uh, Atacan Man said in the chat there, um, he's the worst of the extras. I don't know if he's the worst of the extras, but right now he certainly isn't uh, proving anything to me. I would much rather have David Gustafson playing um, than Carson Kuhlman. And again, I think Carson Kuhlman can provide some value for the Jets, but I think that's on a fourth line. I don't think it's on a second or on a third line. Um, I'd rather have, you know, uh, maybe if, I, I'm not sure about Fialbi there, uh, but I definitely would rather have maybe like a Kevin Stenlin there. If you want to put Gus back in the middle on the fourth line, um, I think Kevin Stenlin has been absolutely fantastic today. Um, but yeah, so other than that, I do apologize. It was a bit of a weird show. Uh, I'm going to end it off here on just talking about the January that the Jets do have uh, ahead of them. Um, you know, I, as I kind of said last time, 
15 games in 30 days or so. But one of the things that we can look forward to is that the Jets are playing some weaker opponents uh, coming up other than pretty much the uh, the Leafs, uh, which you hear to hear first. We're going to have Steve Dangle on the show for that one. That should be a really fun show. Um, <laughs> but uh, other than the other than the Leafs, um, the Jets are playing some weaker teams obviously it is on the road so it isn't you know it no game is an easy game but this is when the jets need to start to make hey they have all their all their pieces back in their lineup they just beat a team that's been to the stanley cup finals three times in a row you need to keep the foot on the pedal make some hay while uh while the sun the sun is shining um but yeah it's a it's a very fun day to be a jets fan and uh, I'm very excited to see what they're gonna do uh you know come the month of January and uh and yeah uh, as far as uh, Game Over Winnipeg goes, uh, we'll be back on Sunday. Uh, Liz will be on the show. Uh, I may join her, but it's kind of up in the air at the moment. I doubt it. Um, but either way, uh, what a fantastic game by the Jets today. Um, and I, I, I hope you guys all have a wonderful weekend. It's Friday. You know, have a couple drinks uh, if that's if that's your cup of tea and uh, enjoy the weekend. Of course, though, stay safe. Uh, thank you all for joining me. Have yourselves a wonderful day. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.